brightest blessings, beautiful souls. I am your guide, Eva, Aquarian, mystical mentor and healing partner. I bow to you in deep gratitude for your presence in this sacred space. May you feel inspired, supported, and inner-powered through these authentic co-creations, as well as solo journeys guiding you to explore this earth realm beyond the physical. Activate your authentic self and awaken the magic within so you may enjoy your life. Brightest blessings, beautiful souls. We have Vanessa Cotornu, also known as the Biz Bruja. She is a bilingual Latin ex medicine woman, psychic medium, clinical hypnotherapist, healing activist, and soul biz coach. She's the secret weapon of CEOs and leaders for years. Vanessa has been on Shape Telemundo, Univision, The Alchemist Kitchen, and Yahoo News. This Argentine-American who started reading adults at the age of 16, now with over 10,000 sessions, is the creatrix of the School of the Healing Artes, supporting the next gen of Latinx and Black Indigenous people of color healers, one of the lead instructors for the Bella Abzug Young Women's Leadership Institute for the last decade and the astrology contributor for Be Latina magazine. She has recently completed her initiations with the Inca Medicine School, yay, celebration, and the Apaza Family Nusta Paco Path. When not enjoying her husband's cooking or guiding international retreats, Vanessa can be found doing improv on the Harrisburg Improv Stage or spontaneously starting improv games at any gathering. Just allowing ourselves to breathe in. And giving thanks to Mother Earth like your mama. Giving thanks to the spirits of nature giving thanks to the cosmic energy, to the water energy, to the fire, to the earth, to the air, invoking the creatrix of the universe and invoking our own magics to create a beautiful shared collaborative space where we can support each other and where wisdom will flow through us and reach those that are waiting to be activated, supported, validated, or maybe to just have a great laugh. Hmm. Beautiful. Connecting all of our hearts, allowing the messages to just flow through effortlessly, allowing all of the guides and spirits that want to be present with us, that walk the path of light and love to just accompany us and bring in their nuggets of wisdom their energy their playfulness and just taking a moment of pure gratitude that we've connected and that we're here to create beautiful magic 
for all the listeners. <laughs> mm, bless. Beautiful. <laughs> um, welcome to the Rooted in Source podcast, Vanessa. I am so, gr- so grateful to have you here. It is truly such a treat. Um, I just love how I found you on another podcast and then we connected and here we are. And that's, I feel like that's such a, um, a beautiful example of how at, I've been saying a lot, like everything is a choice. And so I I always feel like people are always kind of like a choice away from living the way that they actually want to. And this specific moment, it feels like it was all because of that choice, you know? Oh my God. So I love that. And I love so that you're powerful. saying that. Mm-hmm. Choice is really, really important. Um, recently, I was looking at some things from my past where they were really hard choices, really mm. hard choices that were going to like change my life. And the thing is, had I not had the courage to do make them at that point, I don't know if I'd be here right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the way that I am. And I do really love myself in this place and this time. And I'm so grateful for my life. And I'm so great. And I've been through Helen back in many different ways, but mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I made those choices and that's why even though after being online 10 years every year i check in and people are like really i'm like yeah i'm like spirit do you still want me to serve in this way mm-hmm. and people are like you're still asking that like you've been doing this all your life you know and i'm like yes i do because things change they're supposed yeah. to right so i love that you said that we're like a choice away from living or feeling the way we want to because yeah. i agree <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah what um Hmm. what's a choice that you feel like was so pivotal for you that's coming through to share and how can you share like kind of how you navigate when you have a decision a choice to make it's interesting I just felt really emotional and I think it's because when we talk about these deep deep choices that we have to make it goes beyond like what our head wants Mm-hmm. And even what our heart wants, because people say the heart wants what it wants, but sometimes your heart is acting out of a heart, little girl or little boy, right? Or little mm-hmm. being. Sometimes your heart is acting out because it's infatuated with an idea. So I feel like the decisions have to come even deeper, mm-hmm. like from your spirit and your soul. So for me, 10 years ago, 2012, I knew I already had. So my practice started just as a way of life, being South American and being in a spiritual household. Then it became just serving community. So people would come to my house. And then I started charging because people were like, everybody was telling people and people were getting sessions from me. And I was like, okay, I I can't just be here for 20 hours and just like work, work, work. It has to be an energy exchange. But in Mm -hmm. 2012, I knew that I wanted to leave my corporate job and take my part-time work to full-time. And I made the decision, and next thing you know, um, I get diagnosed with fibroids. I have to have a surgery. I go through eleven doctors to get that to get to the one that I knew would have my back. Mm-hmm. And I literally go in October of 2012. 
I get laid off the day before my surgery, which is very scary in New York. Your rent is like $2,000. I lived alone. There were no roommates. Mm -hmm. There was no like parents or family around. I lived alone in the state. Your unemployment, even at the top level, I think is only like 1300 at that time, 10 years ago, after taxes. It doesn't cover your rent. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I'm going into surgery going, ah, yeah, the money. So laid off that, come out of the surgery, lost a lot of blood, but made it. And then I have a breakup with a partner that I thought was a soulmate Mm. or almost the one or the the violet flame, as we would call it. And then I'm in a car accident. And this is October, November, December. It was like back, 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 right? So my health, it's always strong. Suddenly, you know, I'm anemic. I'm trying to recover. My heart, this person, like, just let me down so big time. And I knew I had to be honest with myself. I let that go. Then I have a a car accident where literally minutes before the car accident, I'm sleeping in the back laying down and spirits like you sit up so you don't break your back. And I'm like, pero que? I was like, they're like, sit up so you don't break your back. Mm -hmm. So I did. And I'm like, okay, it's like six in the morning. We were going on family vacation and I'm holding it. And they're like, check that your parents have your seatbelt. I'm like, mom, dad, my dad had it. He was driving. My mom didn't. She's like, this is weird. I always put it on. She coaxed it on. Minutes later, the tire bursts. My dad was speeding. He loses control. We start careening into a truck. And I'm sitting there, like, holding on, like, what? Like, what? what is this? What's happening to me? This is my life. I haven't done my work full time. You know, 10 years ago, it was like, oh, my God, there's so much. I haven't, like, you know, done this, and I haven't done that, and I haven't gone to Peru, and I haven't done this. And there were, like, so many things that came up. And Spirit was like, you're totally fine. You're going to be fine. Everybody's going to live. Everybody's going to be fine. My dad was able to finally get control of the wheel. But then we started rolling and I didn't have a seatbelt. So I was holding on and rolling. And in that process, you know, my guides were like, everybody's fine. You're fine. Everything's going to be okay. I thought I was a goner. It was like, I started saying things like, just pull me out before I hear the crack of my head. <laughs> you know, pull oh me gosh. out before I hear my head snap or I die. Like, I don't want to hear all that. Like, it pulled me out of the body, right? They're like, mm. you're going to be fine. The car lands. My parents are both in their seatbelts hanging from the ceiling of the car the roof and I'm like on the ground, which is really actually the roof because it was wheels up and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not alive. And so when I crawled out of there and I knew I was alive, like my spirit guide said, do not go back to corporate. Mm-hmm. But that's December 21st. It was the end of the Mayan calendar, right? So the surgery mm-hmm. happened October, the breakup, then that. Then mm-hmm. I come back to find out I had a MRSA infection in my body since surgery for two months. It's not a good, that's uh, an infection that doesn't respond well to regular antibiotics Mm. and some people if they ignore it they can lose a finger or a body part Mm. i had it in my body for two months the doctors overlooked it so the doctors call me and they find so all these terrible things like no money lack of love your body's not doing well you're terrified you're gonna die and i come into the new year in january and the decision was go back to corporate get get stability and then leave or sublet my apartment and build my business while I travel. Like I didn't do that when I was in my twenties. Now I'm like 39 and I'm going to have to like do this crazy thing. Mm-hmm. My parents were like moving with us. I did not want to go with them. My parents argued a lot. I need a lot of peace to do the work that I do. And mm-hmm. I found myself in this terrible situation where nobody understood me. People were like, are you crazy? That's not even a thought. You go back to corporate. You get your benefits. 
you mm. go do this, you move in with your parents, you do whatever you need to do. Like people were just really, but what my spirit told me was you need to sublet your place and you need to go. But I was still sick, by the way, right? I was still recovering. Mm. So it was one of the most difficult, difficult decisions I ever made. I felt a little crazy. People looked at me like I was crazy. The way that I navigated it was that it wasn't my ego. It wasn't an idea that was cool that I saw outside of myself. It was Mm -hmm. literally, I was like, spirit, you know, guides, angels, what do I do? You know what you need to do? You can't go back to corporate. We told you that when you crawled out of the car. You have to go and do this. So it was the it was the beginning of the most incredible like 10 years of my life because what wound up happening is I sublet to a friend and I had to heal from the MRSA first before I could travel. But then, mm-hmm. you know, kind of all worn and kind of tired, I wound up living three weeks in Panama, right? Speaking there, teaching there. Then I got on another plane with my laptop, went to, um, I spent a month in LA in two different friends' houses that's, it sounds cool, but you know, when you don't feel well, mm-hmm. right? Sleeping in somebody's couch, it's like, it takes a lot of, so for me is that I knew that I could take a high level of discomfort because this is something, you know, a lot of people that I know want to quit their jobs before their business is like locked in. Mm-hmm. And what winds up happening is their anxiety kills them. They can't even move forward to create mm-hmm. because they're like so stressed out. But mm-hmm. since I've been on my own since I was 21 with no family support and really no roommates in New York City, I know how to tap dance, right? So it's and what I mean by that is like I know how to do what I need to do to get what I need. That's mm-hmm. and also I'm an immigrant. Like I came here when I was a little kid. My parents, I grew up with this immigrant mindset. So mm-hmm. please, kids at home, <laughs> don't leave your job if it's gonna give you a breakdown or throw you into depression, which I've seen. But mm-hmm. for me, it was like, hey, your ancestors have left so many different because they did. My family left a lot of countries. They don't stay more than 100, 150 years in a country. I realized that mm. through DNA and through studies. And I was like, I'm I'm one of those people that leaves <laughs> countries. So you can leave a state, girl. You can leave a state. Mm. And can I tell you, I left my home in January. I was still not healed. I cried so many tears. I know that people didn't really get it. But I put out my first um, course online, which back in the day, there was no Zoom. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have a lot of people on Skype. So I taught it on a conference call with a PDF. Right? Oh my and then gosh. I'm sitting there, girl. Like, I'm like, I'm like, spirit, what? You want me to do a situation course and you want me to do it on a phone call? So, so there I am. I did it. I did the PDF. I sent it out. People loved it. And people, because they couldn't mm. see each other, were so trusting of the intuitions that were coming up while we were reading each other. Mm. So I wound up making $3,000 in that first course. And I didn't let a lot of people in because I was very like, I wanted to handhold everybody was my first thing. Mm-hmm. Then the second course I did, the sec- which was the second part of that, and also on a phone call, people come, came on. I recorded it, I sent it to them, which is the PDFs. Then I made another 3000. So you see, I was already getting ready to come back to my home. Like I was already like, okay, mm-hmm. I got the incomes. Um, and then this is the craziest thing. So then I'm laying there and spirits like, by the way, there's not a lot of diversity out there. You are white passing and, you know, and that's not the way they talk to me. They're like, yeah, you, you look white, but you are Latina and you have a very mixed background. And mm-hmm. I grew up with diversity spiritually. They're like, you're going to create a program that's going to bring in all these diverse teachers of different paths and different races and different cultures. And you're going to sell it for $9,000. 
And I'm like, what? Because, you know, I still hadn't dealt with like money issues. You know, when we are going into our own business, right? Like uh, we, we, we hit against a lot of this stuff. Oh, spiritual people don't charge, you know, all this little things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, and they're like, that's the only way you can get home. The way you can get home is that you've got to have steady money that's going to take care of you. Like, then you could go back to your apartment. Like, that's what you need. And I wanted to go back. I really did. I love my home. Um, and I love my New York City. But I was just like, so I created the nine-month program. It was called the Urban Priestess Mastery. Because I was, now I'm the Bizbruja, but I used to be the Urban Priestess. And nine people bought it at $9,000. Mm-hmm. In, in 28 hours, I got like 18 grand. Two people paid full. And I'm literally, I was literally crying. So the decision away, the decision to listen to my spirit, the decision to listen to not going back to corporate, the decision to honor who I was. Listen, if my mm-hmm. inner self was like, yo, girl, you can't handle this. It's overwhelming. You're going to go into depression. You're not going to be able to move forward. Mm-hmm. My spirit was like, no, you've done this before in different ways. You know how to deal with duress and move forward. Not that I wish it upon anyone. But after that, after that year, I never went back to corporate. It's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I never had to sublet my home again. Mm-hmm. So that $9,000 program. And let me tell you, I cried so many nights. I cried so many nights. And before and for two weeks, no one bought the program. And I lay there. I went to Miami, right? My family was laying in my mother's bed. And I'm like, universe, help a sister out. Like literally, I opened up my heart <laughs> chakra. I said, I did the page. I did the website. I did the promotion. I don't have a mailing list. Like, help me out. Help me out. I'm here, but I'll go to court. But if I have to. And then the phone went bing. And I was like, chat about the Urban Priestess Mastery. And that was the first woman who paid. And then two mm-hmm. hours later, bing, another. And so mm-hmm. I think you've, we've got to know who we are. But that decision was huge. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was prepared for it. Because as I said, I was already 39. I'd been reading people since I was 16. I was doing mm-hmm. energy work since my early 20s and hypnosis since my mid-20s. I was mm-hmm. running circles already for like 15 years. So it was like, jump, girl, jump. You know, it was like, here's the cliff. And now I'm like, and a psychic that I called, and I am a psychic, but once a year I call someone, but I was like, oh my God, I have a surgery coming up. She's like, you'll be fine. Everything will be fine. And she said, your wings are larger than you can imagine. And you know how to fly. And mm-hmm. it stuck with me. And so I know it was a long story. Thank you for your patience. But I wanted to show how the one decision led to the other decision, mm-hmm. led to the other decision. But at, at heart of it, you've got to know who you are because I wouldn't want – every time people say, I'm going to leave my job and I don't have a job, and I'm like, are you going to live with somebody? Mm-hmm. Gonna do that? Like, no, I'm just going to make the money. But they've never done any of this before, like mm-hmm. either lived alone. You've got to watch out because I've seen people go into paralysis. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. For me, I had already been doing it in person. I was teaching intuition classes in person. So I was like, okay, how do I teach it online on a phone? This is crazy. All right. And so mm-hmm. from there, I just never went back. But th- that's pivotal. I don't know that if I had gone back right then and there that I would have left, you know, because mm. yeah. I like that check. You yeah. know what I mean? I like the stability. When you're alone, when you don't have a partner, not living with anyone, you're there. The rent is high in a city that you love. But that forced me. And I said, you know, universe was like putting the foot in my booty. Get out, girl. Get out, girl. Get out there. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. And so thank you for giving me the space to share this because it changed my life completely. Mm, Thank you for sharing. I've never gone back. 
Mm. That is so powerful. And um, I think something that you spoke on with, um, like really tuning into what we're feeling called to do because everyone's situations and experiences are so different. This was actually the one of the things that I heard on your other podcast where I was like, yes, yes, where you're like every like you can't just listen to this person say, I left my corporate job and then I started my spiritual business and then go do that because they did it. Because your path might not look the same. You have to tune in and really feel like is that your path because it might not be there might be a few other stepping stones that you need to get on before you do the spiritual business i know for me like i've had so much impatience around starting my spiritual business because i'm just like i just want to wake up and like be just like really lit up and excited um if you're familiar with human design i'm a generator so am I. Oh, you are? Okay. I, I knew we had to have something in common. So I was like, there's like something there. Um, I'm a 5-1 profile. Do you know yours? I, I don't know if I'm a 3-5. Three 3-5. Five. Three five. Sure. Okay. Heretic, martyr, um, and something else. I don't remember right now, but yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, like for me, like feeling lit up is like so important. And I went through college. So to give you a little bit of background, um, I... I went to high school. I originally wanted to be a high school math teacher because I loved math and I love like helping people, like figuring out a way to help someone understand it. Because I realized that the reason why everyone was so upset with math was because they didn't understand it. It wasn't that they just hated math, you know? Um, So I was like, I can do this. Like I can find a way to like teach this out of the box and help people. So originally wanted to do that. Then um, there was a lot of like comments from people. Like if you want to get to a good high school, you're going to have to go and work in some not so great high schools and the pay is not going to be good. And you're going to have to do all this behind the scenes stuff. And um, I ended up being kind of guided by a family member toward accounting instead and explored that in high school we had luckily we had classes for that so I explored that and I was like okay this is this is what I'm gonna do it's stable you know I it has like the math element but it's not like it's not like calculus because I did not enjoy calculus um so I go to college I get my bachelor's my master's in accounting wow I'm I'm studying for the CPA. I'm studying for the it's um it's uh in four sections you have to pass and then you get certified. And I'm studying for the first section, the section that like was going to be the most challenging for me cuz I just wanted to get that one over and then I knew I could do the rest. I'm studying for it. I found a YouTuber online and um she was talking about like law of attraction, manifestation. So she kind of kickstarted my awakening. This is back in like 2018. And um, I started meditating. We lived by this lake and I would go out to the lake and just meditate and have like this whole morning routine, watch the sunrise. And one morning I was just like, why 
Am I forcing myself to study for this exam to get certified in something that I know I'm not lit up about? I, I'm just doing this because this is the way I should. This is what all my peers are doing. And then I also have a lot of Aquarius energy. I like doing things in unconventional ways. So like knowing I was also kind of following the path everyone else was going felt very like like um, uncomfortable for me. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. So, so um, I ended up trying to do the test because I had studied and stuff. I tried... I was like almost at the end of it. And I remember feeling just so like, this is not for me. Why, like, why am I even doing this? This is definitely not my path. I don't like this. And I don't want to work in a job where I'm like, just there just for the paycheck. I'm not motivated by money. And I've had to work on my money wounds. Um, I now call her, I, I've, um, allowed money to become a being like its own entity and I work with her now and I call her sister Monet I love and that yeah like I just get very creative with it um and we have I like I sat down and and did like a whole um healing ceremony with her mm-hmm. and I wrote to her and and I just like apologized for all that. This is this is like really recent. Um, I apologized for like all the ways that I treated her and all the views that I had of her because I like blamed her so much, you know. Um, but and that's a little bit of a side road. So anyway, I I take the exam. After I leave the exam, I'm on the phone with my mom and I literally start crying because I knew I probably hadn't passed it. And I had so much fear around disappointing my dad. Yeah. Um, Because up until then, I had worked so hard to make him proud. And then I was like crying and I was like, I just don't want to do this. Like this is this is so painful to me. Um. And after that, I made the decision that I wasn't going to pursue the CPA anymore. And it was because I knew in my heart that that was not my path and that I wanted to do something more exciting, more creative, more unique. And and I knew I would find out what that was, but I knew that accounting was not for me. And you know, I, I still believe that like we go through everything and it kind of, you know, comes in handy. Like right now I'm, I'm temporarily at an accounting firm, um, doing like bookkeeping and tax stuff. Are you going to rock out your business's accounting? Mm-hmm. Hello. You got it. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it helps you build skills that are like come in handy later. So yeah, like now I don't have to worry about bookkeeping because I, I know that. And and yeah, so um, yeah, like that's kind of how I now I'm I'm in the stages of like really like opening up my business, like getting everything like registered and um, and I'm just like so excited. Like my intention is by the end of this year, it's going to be up and running. I'm going to be like 
a lot more clear on what I'm offering. And actually what's interesting is as I was looking at um, your website and all of the beautiful, amazing offerings and, and healing modalities that you've tuned into, I, I was looking at your list. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I've done that too. I've done that one too. Like, like we have so much in common and I just like was so excited. <laughs> so good. No, and it's important. What you're sharing is so important. Like I work with teens, so I'm going in this mm. summer and uh, Bella Abzug, Young Women's Leadership Institute in New York City. Bella Abzug was a congresswoman. Her daughter creates this Young Women's Leadership Institute and they have all these different council people who walk in, they have lawyers, they have this, they have, you know, all, all these different professions. And then I walk in, I have my online business and my old business name was the Urban Priestess. Now I'm the Biz Buha, right? So they literally introduced me as my real name. So they're like, the Biz Buha's here. And the girls are looking at me because they're honor roll students or whatever. And so I do classes where I challenge their thinking. I know their parents like me anyway, still, I don't know how, but I'm always <laughs> like, if you want to go be a doctor, just make sure that it's what you really want. And so I mm-hmm. guide them through different exercises yes. and even visualizations so they could discover, well, what do they really value? What's really important to them? Because like our society sometimes shames us for certain things. Like I remember doing a workshop in a university a couple of years ago on also values, right? And following what we love. And a woman was like, oh my God, one of my values is beauty and luxury. And I've been ashamed of it, right? But I go, right, but I bet if you go to work for a place that's dingy and dark and not pretty and not attractive and people, you know, it's like this, you don't feel good. They're like, yep. And I'm like, exactly. You need to go into a place that's well lit, Mm -hmm. that has a sense of luxury, that there's fresh flowers. And that's okay. Like, we don't need to be shamed for what we love, right? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't fit into a box. I think that the more we are aware of what we love and who we truly are, the happier we'll be because we're going to gravitate mm-hmm. towards it. You know, we're going to move towards it. Like, you know, now I think a spiritual business is very accessible. You can take yes. all these, there's downloadable courses. When I was coming up, you know, I was blessed that I spent 18 years studying with a my Lakota teacher, Beverly Little Thunder, in a sweat lodge. But it was once a year I would go to this festival and be in sweat lodge and sit with her and be with her. But it wasn't available. Like, there was, mm-hmm. when I was under 22, 23, there was no Wi-Fi. And when I started doing circles, it was in person. And when you started to do your own tarot reading, you were doing it from books that were like real physical books, not like audibles or online. And so now the possibilities have been multiplied. Mm-hmm. What I say is like, there could be more confusion. While there's a blessing because you could study a million things and be like, oh my God, I love this and I love that and I love this and I love that and I love it, blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? Depending on your air sign and human design but on the other side back then you had to kind of work a little harder if you love something and you would be almost clearer so Mm -hmm. one of the things that i would say about living in this present time now yeah explore the things and then give yourself time because someone in some one of my spiritual um colleagues once said if it doesn't feel good i don't do it and i'm like well well, wait wait a minute now that sounds Mm -hmm. really good in theory right if it doesn't feel good i do it Does going to do HIIT training with my trainer feel good? I can tell you not really in the beginning. (laughs) Is that really what I love? No, because i rather dance, right? Mm -hmm. But HIIT training gave me such power and strength in my body that I was going down into these caves helping other people because I, who were younger than me, because I had more stable body core, right? Mm -hmm. Right? And again, I'm not thin or anything like that. So there are going to be things that you don't like, 
Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to be careful, especially, I think, for the younger spiritual folks. So mm-hmm. what I see is this trend where people are like, well, I don't like it. It didn't feel good. I want to go. But I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Part of growth is on being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you were uncomfortable when you had to tell your mom and you had to mm-hmm. be like, I don't want to let my dad down. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure that everybody had to cope and deal with that. Well, she's not going to be an accountant. Mm-hmm. She's going to figure it out. Right? So... I do say, yes, move towards what you love and also be prepared that there'll be moments of like un- like not being comfortable. I mean, look at me. I wrote, I created that website and then I'm sitting there crying with my open chakra. Help me, universe, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, help me, help me. Or I'm going back to corporate. That was really uncomfortable. It felt really insecure. Mm-hmm. And I have to support myself. So although I don't, I'm not motivated by money, I've been on my own since I'm 21 in a city, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm not living with my parents, or I'm not living in a place where rent is low. So even though one is not motivated, one's like, well, but I do have to pay the bills. There's a practical aspect of being a spirit in a body. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to take into account all of it, move towards what we love, be mindful that some shit's going to be uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's always uncomfortable and it doesn't change, then mm-hmm. you know it's not for you. But I can say that now, after crossing that difficult first year, I've had ups and downs because the market's changed. Mm-hmm. Listen, in 2016, I started doing videos, like lives, right? Because on Facebook, because they opened up that that mm-hmm. tool. And I opened up a Spanish page, Vanessa Codornio en Español. That page got 44,000 followers in a year because I showed up every day, five days a week, and did a three-minute video. Mm. I had 35,000 views sometimes. People were clamoring. They're like, translate the English programs. We need it. Ah, por favor, right? So I was like working Mm. really hard. People were inviting me to retreats in Panama, Costa Rica. I was like Mm. working, working. And then in less than a week, in 2018, I think it was, the algorithms changed nobody could see me Mm. so I worked hard to get those 44,000 followers I was doing really well I was like double six figures and again for me I need that because I'm living on my own I'm traveling like I have to pay my assistant I've got to pay like you as you grow in your business you're not going to be able to do everything you're going to have to Mm -hmm. hire other hire it out and I literally was crying on the floor I was crying on the floor. My husband was reminding me the other day. Just crying on the floor, going, I worked so hard. I worked so hard to build it. Oh my God. I was like, four years. Now they can't see me. And I had a mailing list. But there's mm-hmm. always gonna be way more people on a social media platform than on your mailing list. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a celebrity. You know what I mean? Like I have fifteen thousand or so on Instagram. I don't, you know, not all of them are my mailing list. Not all of them want to mm-hmm. be in a mailing list. They're like, I've got you an IG. I don't need all that. I could see your stuff. And so that was another moment in time where I was like, oh, my God, this is very uncomfortable. How the hell am I going to get out of there? And that's where the healer had to develop also the business person, the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Because the healer could be like, I just don't need this. You know, I just want to heal. I don't need this crap. Right. But the entrepreneur is like, all right, let's solve the problem. I can't see you. What are you going to (laughs) do? This sucks. You know, and I really was, I was crying. I was like, I should just get a day job. I don't know what, blah, 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 blah. And my life is ruined. My life's work. Oh, people cannot see me. 
And, you know, if you work two and a half years doing videos and communicating with people all over the world in Spanish and English, and suddenly the Spanish portal's closed and the English is affected, mm. that's like, it's not like you just build and build and it just keeps building. Like something outside of yourself closed it. And then I moved on to Instagram. I started doing retreats. I started to do different things. And so on our business journey, we're going to be hella uncomfortable at times. And there are going to be times where you were doing all great. Like, do, do, I got this figured out. Mm, everything's good. I'm happy. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly it's like the door's closed and you're like, I'm in the mm. dark. OMG. And so, yeah. So continue. And I think that's going to test us to see how much we love it. Because mm-hmm. my husband has said to me, he goes, I know you love what you do because there is no way in hell anybody would work the way you do sometimes. And now I'm working mm-hmm. less. I'm back to my regular schedule of working less. But during the pandemic, I worked my booty off, mm-hmm. right? My booty. I just felt like I reduced my rates. I went out there. I wanted to serve. Like I wanted to like help because it was the moment. It was really the time. And I know that people rested in that time and a lot of people pulled back. And I get on podcasts sometimes where they're like, oh, because it was the time to rest. I go, girl, I didn't rest. I did not rest. I trained thousands of people. I was mm-hmm. out there live moving it. Now I'm going back because, you know, you can't keep that up, even if you're a generator. And Mm -hmm. being uncomfortable but being called into action um, gives you its own rewards. And then you switch back and you start to change. So there's going to be just so many changes that go on, you know, in our Mm -hmm. business journey. And he said, I know that you loved it because you didn't need to go as far as you did the last two years. But you suddenly were doing a podcast at two in the morning. I was doing like seven sessions, hypnosis, past life regression sessions during the day. Mm. I would train Akashic Records six-hour certification one day and then do Reiki the next on a Sunday. You know, trust me, I brought my generator level to the whole other place. (laughs) Um, But but that was was the pandemic. People were Mm -hmm. off. They had time to do the trainings. And now Mm -hmm. I'm switching. I've just had a download like a month ago, and I'm like, I'm so happy I'm doing something new. And so... I think that move towards what we love, listen to our spirit, check in often, know we're going to be uncomfortable, know that we're here to also develop the entrepreneur or business person within us. Mm-hmm. And as we, you brought up from the last interview about how we have to honor our conditions. Like 2009, I went out and did my own business for a year before 2012, right? In mm-hmm. person. So I rented a space three blocks from my house. I walked over, did Reiki, hypnosis. I did uh, intuition classes. I did circles, moon circles. I did all of it. I loved mm-hmm. it and supported myself. But then I had um, fibroids. I needed a major surgery. So mm-hmm. I went back, got a regular job, got the surgery. Because mm-hmm. had I had to pay it on my own, that would have been $29,000 that I didn't have, Right even though it's making money. And so I think that there's a lot of things that we have to take into account Mm -hmm. or what state we're living in. Are we living with our parents or a partner or roommates? How safe do we feel? Have we had a lot of years or doesn't matter years, but deeply anchored into the practice or the offering that we're offering. So we Mm -hmm. don't stress ourselves out because you need space to also create, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and through it all, it sounds like you just kept on listening to what your spirit, what your guides were, were saying, like guiding you to do. 
as you kind of navigated and and pivoted back and forth and and that's really what it is and I think that yeah I mean, unless you are, and I've always done coaching from get-go. So it's interesting. Sometimes people come to me and they're like, I'm going to make all this money from speaking, right? And, you know, Uh you don't want to like shoot anyone down, right? You want to be like, yeah, you can. It's all possible. Mm -hmm. But if they live at home or have roommates or a husband supporting them or wife is supporting them, it's very different than if they're alone in the city Mm -hmm. and they've got to get that rented. It's like you have to look Mm -hmm. at the whole situation. If you have a cushy situation, you have all the time in the world to play. But if you don't, it's like you've got to make sure that your booty's covered and your rent is covered. Mm-hmm. So we've got to look at those situations. Not everybody has a cushy situation. Like I didn't, right? And mm-hmm. so um, with speaking, people were like, I'm just going to speak. And I didn't want to shoot them down. I'm like, you go. But I didn't say anything. Three years later, they're like, I had to go back to my regular job. It's been hard to get the speaking now, 18 years ago, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, when I came out, people were, were paying you to speak. But if you noticed that, and they used to pay people to write, over the years, as social media democratized everything, everybody created a podcast, everybody started writing, mm-hmm. people stopped paying people to do this because mm-hmm. everybody was doing it for free. Mm-hmm. Now we're going into a different so it happened in New York City in 2016, 17, no, 2018, 19, 20, is that people were charging the speaker to speak. It's called pay to play. Mm. So whereas they would pay you to speak, mm-hmm. if you're starting out, no, you got to pay them 900 $1,000, $2,000 to speak in front of an audience. And if you have mm-hmm. an offer, then you sell it off the stage, right, which I've done. And so now we're swimming back, swinging back, where like I'm paid to write my astrology articles on Be Latina, right? Um, where there's like, I get, I get paid to speak, but I think we also have to have like this, we have to keep like the hope alive and opportunity alive that things are gonna go the way we want. But I think mm-hmm. there's also a balance to practicality. There may be in a, in a state where there's a lot of people who do what you do, people might pay you. Mm-hmm. But if you're in Miami, New York City, where you throw a stone and there's like tons of health coaches or intuitive coaches, right? They might be like, well, we don't know you. Do you know what I mean? So these mm-hmm. are the things that we're dealing with. And again, it doesn't mean that you don't hang in there and you keep going. But those are some of the realities. And that person came back to me three years later, like, oh, my God, I can't get it off the ground. And I'm like, OK, you ready to hear what I got to say? They're like, yeah, let's get in there. Let's create a coaching do you want to coach? They're like, I love people. I'm like, great. Let's do a coaching program. Let's do this. Let's create this. Mm-hmm. Different ways that money flows to you. And so all this to say that sometimes people think, and I don't know, I'm not going to say that it can't happen because everybody's different, right? There could mm-hmm. be that miraculous person that like got heard somewhere and now they're getting paid to speak all over the world. You can't just say no. It could happen. But I was like, let's create different containers where money can come in. Because sometimes people come to me, I'm not making any money. Nothing's flowing. And I'm like, but where are your containers? Like, what do you mean containers? How can they pay you? Mm-hmm. And they're like, is there a course? No. Is there this? No. Well, nobody's like reacting to my IG stories. But you didn't invite them into anything. What are they going to react mm-hmm. to? They're going to go, cool. Thanks. Great. Love it. <laughs> what, what next? And so... Mm-hmm. That's where we go from I'm a healer and I'm sitting here ready to serve to like the mm-hmm. entrepreneur part where we have to create like 
doorways for people to walk through and be like, hey, I want to work with you, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and you're talking about the generator thing too earlier. I was very confused when I heard about the human design in the sense that people said, oh, you have to wait to, you have to respond, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm not an expert, by the way. But I was like, and people were like, you must be a manifester, manifesting the way you Because you initiate. Right, right, right. But I was like, (laughs) right, because I I do. And then I went and worked with a well-known woman for generators. And when I talked about intuition, she downed it. Like, I stopped working with her. And she's great. But she was like, everybody thinks that they're psychic, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, girl. When some my spirit tells me somebody's going to have a daughter and a son, it happens. You know, or when they tell me, don't be sad because the boyfriend you're breaking up with now is marrying the girl from 2009. And then years later, they married the girl from 2009. No, I'm not just going, oh, my God, my spirit said I'm going to be Oprah Winfrey, you know, because a lot of people say that, or Tony Robbins, or maybe now there's new people. That's back in the day. She downed the intuition part so hard, Mm. but I moved away from her, and then I was like, I'm responding to my spirit. (laughs) I'm responding to Mm. the universe when I look like I'm initiating. Oh, I love that. That's all I can come up with, and I'm not an expert. Yeah. Because I'm literally here, and I'm being told, you've got to do this. And then I go and I'm like, I create yeah. a page and then I turn around and people, all these people have bought it, yeah. you know, or people, they're like, Vanessa, you don't know this, but people want you to do this retreat. I'm like, okay. And I put it out there and people enroll. And so yeah. I was like, how, I'm not responding, but I'm like, but I am to telepathic mm-hmm. information or the universe. Mm. So Yeah. Uh, my understanding of it, because I kind of have dove really deep into human design recently. There's a really awesome podcast. I can um, share it with you. Um, is, yeah, like, I guess manifestors are kind of meant to be like the initiators and be initiating things. And then um, generators are, the way that I perceive it now is like, focus on your energy And as long as your energy is aligned, like you are aligned with your spirit, then things will happen in your environment and then you get to respond to that. But I love what you said about responding to spirit and the universe, like the messages coming through, because I never thought of it that way. That's beautiful. I tried to share it with that teacher, but she's like, but (laughs) I mean, it's just like. Yeah, it's 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 complicated. It's a lot. I mean, and it's interesting because I've met a lot of I wrote about this a while back on my Instagram, which was like, you know, please don't just think that only the manifestors get to initiate like we initiate different Mm -hmm. ways. And I've seen manifestors who it's like their fourth, fifth year in business and they're still living with their parents and they're like 40, you know, they're older. Mm -hmm. And I'm not shaming. That's not I'm not shaming anyone Mm because everybody does what they need to do in the moment, but they don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. right and so maybe something's happening with them that they have to work out but they haven't been able to move fast at all in their business Mm -hmm. and for me you know obviously there was years and years and years and years of building and then it's like showtime go out there fly and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing okay um it looked like it was overnight but again it was like 20 years or more it was 20 years of reading people already Mm -hmm. you know I started 16 it's like it was already like a decade or more of energy work. So the confidence was there for me to just bring it into a new space, mm-hmm. you know. 
but it's an it's an interesting thing and you know I, we can't judge anything on anyone because we don't know what people have gone through as i said before and we don't know what they've been in other lifetimes and we don't know what they're mm-hmm. what they're working on in this lifetime yeah so i try to have human design and astrology be supportive mm-hmm. rather than defining or limiting you know mm-hmm. i love that yeah oh hmm there's um, something, there's a, a question that I was kind of um, wondering that's not related to this. So it's just going to come out of nowhere. Um, but it was around like, I'm very fascinated right now with like um, the way that tribes have lived and like um, there are like practices and ways of life. And it sounds like you've done some traveling and also had some mentors um, and teachers. So I'd love for you to kind of share in that space, like what, um, what's fascinating that you've learned, whether it's like a practice or, um, or a ritual or just like a belief that they had, because I just find all of that like so amazing. And I'm like, I really would love to bring that back into like the modern day because I feel like it's so needed especially with like working with Pachamama and um kind of helping us like bring in more of the harmony that I feel like we're being called to do yeah I love that question um you know I sat in in Sotlaj with Beverly Little Thunder um and she's a two-spirited woman uh that means what does that mean so that means that she has relationships with men and women, right? And, oh, okay. And queer, I guess, and, and bisexual. And she's out about that. That's why I say she's two-spirited. It's in her bio. But her tribe wasn't welcoming on that. Mm-hmm. And she had to kind of leave on her own and then carry the peace pipe and do the sweat lodges separated from that. And so I think that one of the things that we have to keep in mind, because sometimes we idealize the past mm-hmm. and we idealize um, certain traditions, mm-hmm. but remembering that sometimes there's still some patriarchy or some rules or some mm-hmm. ways of looking at things. I think probably, and I can't speak, so it's not a fact, it's probably a product of colonization that they, that, that happened because hundreds of years ago, we have evidence that many North American tribes um, gender was more fluid mm-hmm. and that was accepted, right? So as a product of colonization, maybe that's what happened with her. What I could speak to recently is that um, in 2020, I lost half my family. I don't know if you know that. So my mom, mm-hmm. my dad, my brother, my younger brother. And then right before my wedding um, in 2021, my whole family got COVID that was left, that was alive and they couldn't come mm-hmm. to the wedding. So it was like heartbreaking. Wow. Um, and I knew, I knew, I knew that the living brother or other family members would be in the hospital. So they were. So it's so interesting. After my wedding, everybody's like, you're glowing. You look so great, like on all social media platforms. And I'm like, yo, it's me and anxiety praying every night. Please don't let my family members die. It was a, an intense time, like dark night of the soul. But in mm-hmm. that moment of dark night of the soul, I was sitting in front of my um, ancestor altar. And I grew up with that. And it's basically a shelf or a dresser and you put images of people who've gone before you or things that represent them and you honor them, mm-hmm. you light a white candle. And that's more Espiritismo Santeria, but I'm not mm-hmm. in Santeria, but it's a touch of it, just honoring the people who've crossed over and your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And I was there crying and begging and please don't let them. And I, I saw literally coming down from a mountain, 
people that I would say are Andean shamans with brightly colored mm-hmm. outfits. And they're like, you've forgotten us. You haven't studied us. Come to us. And so I started looking and I found the Inca Medicine School online. And this is a year ago now. And I started taking class online. And I went through the whole process. And one of the rituals that I think is really important that you can find in many different pathways, but I think that I love, it's an Andean thing, is making an offering or a despacho for Mother Earth, right? Mm -hmm. And in it, you have quintu, which are usually three coca leaves, right? But, you know, we're here in the United States, that's illegal. So we use a bay leaves, right? Mm -hmm. Or a bay leaf, or we use a rose leaf. And it's Mm -hmm. three because it's the three worlds. Their cosmology is like three, multi-levels. But guess what? I think Norse mythology is also three-leveled. Mm-hmm. and other tribes in North America. The more you start looking at other people's mythology, and I think also Greek mythology, it had the underworld of Hades, it had like the regular world, and then it had the, the Mount Olympus, right? It had the three worlds. So Andean uh, cosmology has the three worlds. The underworld is not a place of hell. It's a place of healing. Mm-hmm. And Mama Sirena is the, is the mother mermaid, right? Who's cleansing you. And the serpent is like the animal. Then we have the Kaipacha, which is the everyday world. The Puma, the Jaguar, is the one that gives us courage to fight the fights of the everyday world. Mm-hmm. And we have the Hananpacha, which is the upper world. So the three leaves, right, that you have in your hands, that you hold like a little fan, represent that. And just holding it close and just calling on your spirits and giving thanks. And that's giving kintu. And then you take your breath and you just go. Ah. So it's not like a blowing, but it's literally like your breath, mm-hmm. your aliento. You're like, ah. and you give thanks. And then you bury it in the land on the earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sharing anything that's like private. This is something you can find online or that they share. And you put into the land and you're like giving thanks to Mother Earth. And mm-hmm. these are very simple things. And then despacho is different because you can do it in a group and it's created with the paper and flowers and people uh, and you bless and everybody does a blessing. sets so an intention. And then you bury it or you burn it. And then you read the ashes. Right. But these are practices mm-hmm. that I think what they do is they bring us back to nature they bring us back to gratitude. They bring us back to the awareness that we're all here because we're on Mother Earth. And mm-hmm. if Mama Earth, which, you know, I don't know, she loves us and she's still like doing the do because we mm-hmm. all, you know, the way we're living is poisoning her and the air and the water, yeah. you know. Um, but it brings us back to that, to like, to, to honoring that. And I, and I wanted to do something in that just came up was mm-hmm. that when we first moved here and we have land in the back, my husband is... Turkish and he's Kurdish. So for, for people who don't know, Kurdish people are told in Turkey that they don't exist. And in mm-hmm. other countries, so they're oppressed peoples. They're not allowed to speak their language. They're not allowed to have Kurdish names. And when my husband left as a, a political, I guess, refugee, he wound up naming his daughters uh, Kurdish names and honoring mm-hmm. that. But his parents kept him from learning to speak Kurdish to protect him in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And so his mom was very spiritual. He's just recently realized he's spiritual. But I was like, let's lay on the grass. Let's lay on the grass. Let's lay on the land and thank her. Thank Mm -hmm. her because we're moving into this house. And now we're going to be like living on this land, right? Yeah. So he's like, oh, I don't want to lay on the land or whatever. And then he laid down. And then we laid there. And we were giving thanks. I was giving thanks. And we're just laying there. And then we sat up and we got up. He goes, oh, my God, I feel so good. And then he said, you know, I've always made fun of my mother's practices. 
she always said that if you're not feeling well, like energetically, if you laid on the earth, he said, mm -hmm. she's passed over, right? If you laid on the earth, it did something to your spirit and to your electromagnetics. Mm -hmm. It's true, right? And so yeah. this wisdom is like indigenous and sacred and goes through every culture and every race through the world. But I, that's what mm -hmm. I love about um, learning these old techniques or ancient techniques. Because my teacher is Maestro Apaza. His people went into the mountains when the Spaniards came in, right? So when the mm -hmm. Spaniards came in, was it the 1400s, 1500s? They ran up and they hid in the mountains. And so a lot of the, the wisdom isn't mixed. Like I'm mixed, right? Like my grandmother was mm -hmm. indigenous, but I'm also Spanish and many other things. Um, nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying that that's what attracted me to the school and to the family, that they've kept this practice basically the way his great-grandfather kept it and his great-grandfather's mm -hmm. grandfather. And it just has brought me back. So when the world gets too much, um, going out to offer gintu to give thanks and calling on the strength. Like, you know, mm -hmm. animals, spirit animals have been part of Celtic shamanism, have mm -hmm. been part of uh, North American, part of Siberian, part of Australian Aborigine, I'm sure. I don't know too much about it, but Hawaiian. Huna, mm -hmm. magic, and Andean, and being mindful even of what spirit animals you're seeing. What's the message? Where's the, like the medicine mm -hmm. that's carrying for you? And so these things bring us back into present moment. It's because, you mm -hmm. know, being online, we can be in present moment online, but if I think we're scrolling too much, right? If we're on social media, like scroll, that takes us out of present moment. Like somebody could be talking to us next to us and we're like scrolling. Yeah. And so that balance of, yeah, be present online and then you can go and be present. And I think that that brings us back to health. I mean, we know that we need, we're like a plant. We need earth, right? Mm -hmm. We need air and we need sun and we need water and we need nurturing and nourishment. And I think that we've ignored it as a modern society. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I would say this, like, don't overlook anyone who feels called to do something, but they're like, oh, I don't know if it's right you know, the practices that I learned that are, that now, and now I'm an initiated new Stapako now, right? So I'm a mm -hmm. shaman in their tradition. Yay. It was beautiful. It's been very beautiful. And I'm taking a group of people to Peru in October. So I'll send you the info too. And I'm ready. Yes, yes. We'll have it's all the links. Really beautiful. And the thing that, the thing that like, I love doing that and I love learning and it's part of me. Now it's like something that I'm really like part of my everyday but before I ever did that, there were certain things that would just come to me, right, to do mm -hmm. that I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Like I was attacked on a date and afterwards I like crawled into my bathroom in the dark with a rattle, but I had never seen anybody do this before. And I was mm -hmm. just crying and shaking my little like mm -hmm. rattle I had and like crying and shaking it. And I look back, I'm like, wow, like my ancestors were in me, like part of my ancestors that I was crying in the dark because it was so scary to be attacked on a date. Um, I fought him off, but, and so they're going to be practice. There are going to be things where you're like, you know, I just need to throw myself in the lake or the rain is coming down. It's a summer's day. I want to go dance in the rain, mm -hmm. you know, like do it. These are these ancient indigenous ancestral wisdoms that are being communicated through us in our spirit that we may not know who sent it to us. We may not know who did this. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, there's something that's calling us to do it. Like, it's funny because my husband only recently decided he understood he was spiritual. But whenever it's raining out and it's like a summer day, 
Mm. He's running out and like jumping around, dancing under the rain. It's like, you don't even know how spiritual you are. You just don't even know. You know? And he'll be like, come out, come out. And I'm like, oh, my hair. But I go out anyway and I do it. <laughs> and we're like running around, dancing like that, doing whatever we do. But uh, but then we come in and like you're cleansed. Right? Mm-hmm. You feel like just like this refreshed feeling. And, you know, not be afraid of giving our pain to Mother Earth because she will transmute mm-hmm. it. And yeah. so it's... I was recently teaching, guiding um, retreat in March in Pennsylvania, and somebody was very, very, very upset. So upset they were hitting themselves. Like, it was very upset. Like, she was very upset. And mm-hmm. I said, hey, trust me, let's go outside. And she went, and all the other women were like, we want to come and support. And we literally wound up, all of us, on our hands and knees on the earth, screaming and crying mm-hmm. and yelling and begging, like, for it to be released to help her. And also people were yeah. And at the end, she felt, she was like, I'm sorry, guys. I think I ruined the retreat. And everybody's like, are you kidding me? All the women were hugging her. It was the most beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But nobody taught me that. Mm-hmm. I just knew that's what was needed at the time. In the moment. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't flipping through my, like, manual of any sort, <laughs> you know? We didn't have, like, yeah. a, a body of water that was warm enough to jump into at the time, or rain coming down that we could have been under. I mean, it was March. It was cold here. But just asking her, hey, please receive this. Please, like, like rebirth it, transform mm-hmm. it. And I think that's why we suffer a lot, too, because we've been disconnected from th- – th- we are interconnected, mm-hmm. you know? And another thing, too, that, like, we idealize and romanticize um, ancestral tribes or an ancient paths – we also romanticize the nature world. But then when mm-hmm. you see some nature documentary where a hyena is picking up a baby kangaroo and taking it back to feed its family, you know, it's not all like uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and the little <laughs> animals are all hopping along together happily. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, we also have to understand that. Mm-hmm. And symbolically, that there are going to be times where we need to let something die in our life. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't have to do it, honestly. But I'm saying, like, ending an offering that we have in our business, knowing when we need to pull back, knowing when something has run its course. I mean, there are so many stories and things that we can learn from nature and cycles, right? Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. I'm just absorbing all of that. Oh, that was so beautiful. Yeah, the the reminder that keeps coming through is just always coming back to self. Like you, I think that was such a beautiful story of how you listen to your intuition on what to do. And also Mama Gaia, I I think I wrote this in my journal one day where I was giving gratitude and, and I wrote out something along the lines of like, thank you, Mama Gaia for being, the most generous being because I just like exactly what you said it it's like all of the things that we've been doing like extracting from her or having wars and um having like missiles and stuff like shoot like that all impacts her and um something I heard recently which is this comes up a lot in conversations with my boyfriend um, 
is we believe that like she's ultimately like kind of more powerful than us and so when people kind of feel like oh man like we could like kill her but really like we are connected with her and in a way like she has the power like all these I don't like calling them natural disasters but like all these um things that she creates to help rebalance and recalibrate herself you know sometimes people end up dying and I have I believe that every soul chooses their their journey and so it's like if that person passed transitioned during a hurricane that was their choice so I'm kind of I come from this space of like peace and not saying that we shouldn't grieve this is like such a tricky topic but um, I understand and I and I I believe that as well I think that obviously if there was somebody here crying right now that somebody passed yeah. the hurricane we wouldn't be like well they chose it we were gonna just yeah. you know be there for them and <laughs> yes. be their grief yeah but that inner knowing or understanding that every soul is picking yes yeah so it it kind of brings some peace to the whole death process because then it's not like when people say like oh they died so young but like for whatever reason their soul wanted to experience that or um and, you know, just now with like what's coming through, as I said, that is around how it's not just about like their journey. It's like about how it impacts the people around them, too, because we're all interconnected. So, you know, that person passing away from this reason might be the life purpose of their mom. Like I remember someone, um, this one mother, like her son passed away from um like overdosing or something. So then she became a speaker for raising awareness on that topic. And so I just, I feel like, you know, it, it's all, you know, divinely chosen. Um, but yeah, like I think that Mama Gaia is so, so powerful. And and I think that that practice of offering to her and asking for her help um is so powerful because she just can even sometimes when we're kind of in that state of like I don't know what to do with this or you know and just connecting with her um I recently like a few months ago because we had a very warm day um started earthing for the first time and I earthed on in this arboretum which is so beautiful and I was I stepped in the mud and it was like um, it wasn't like too wet, so it was like soft, but like not like too much, and and it's just the most beautiful practice. And I now got these shoes that are, um, they call them barefoot shoes, and so they're they're very thin on the bottom, and and they're very they're wider than like typical shoes. So the whole idea is. Um, it helps you connect more to the ground as you're stepping. And then also um, they talk about how like when you're when your feet are able to actually connect to the earth, um, they actually grow more, which is, I think it's so interesting. Um, but it kind of makes sense. And like the electromagnetic 
um, component that you talked about, like that there's so many studies that show that earthing is such a powerful practice. So yeah, it's just, oh, I love everything that you're sharing. Thank you so much. It's been so amazing to talk to you and I'm so excited for you and your journey up till now, the decisions that you've made, right? Thank and the you. choices. And, and it's so, <clears throat> it's, and it's interesting because especially like as empaths and intuitives and healers, fairies, mm. mer people, star seeds, <laughs> often, I mean, everybody's different, but the thing is that we tend to see the light in people. Mm. And even those choices of putting up with certain behavior also affect our lives right? Mm. Like I've always had, it doesn't mean that I haven't dated people who've let me down. Uh, and I've let people down when I didn't want to get married young. But when we make choices to put up with certain behavior, it also affects our self-esteem. And then it affects, mm. you know, like if we're dating somebody who's not good for us, and we don't have to get into that topic, but you talk about choice, like everything affects mm. us. And, you know, I chose to live alone from a young age because I was very psychic and very intuitive from a young age that when I finally was alone and I lived with other people who, you know, at 20, I had roommates, mm -hmm. they were drinking, doing all the crazy stuff. I was bumping into naked men, going into my friend's room, you know, all this stuff was happening around me and it was not settling for my like system, you know, my, mm -hmm. my, my nervous system that I moved out on my own. Cause I was like, I'd rather have two jobs but be able to have my altar up and be at peace. And so mm -hmm. even the decision to put up with certain energies in your environment, people in your environment, relationships, change your life. If I was someone who had allowed myself to be in a situation that wasn't good for me, I probably wouldn't be who I am right now. Like mm -hmm. and that I made these choices to cut things off, you know, because it just, it slows you, it hinders you. Obviously, mm -hmm. if you were in a relationship that took a long time to get out of, et cetera, those are lessons for you, right? And then I know a lot of people who've been spoken out on domestic violence, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But when we're looking at choices, just be mindful that it's all the choices, mm -hmm. not just the choice of being laid off. Should I start my business? Should I leave my job? I don't want this career. It's even that choice of, I'm not that into that person, but they really love me. So I guess I'll stay with them. But you know mm -hmm. the truth that you're not into them. You know, so just be mindful of all the things. Because mm -hmm. they, they make a, they just make a big difference in our lives. Yeah. Hmm. Yay. Thank you, Vanessa. Um can you please let our listeners know what's the best way to stay in touch and connect with you? Yes. Yeah, so Instagram, the biz Bruja, which is B-R-U-J-A. Also the same website, the biz Bruja. And um, yes, there is a beautiful spiritual trip to Peru coming up in October. I don't know if I have, I don't have the information up on the website yet because I just put it together. Um, but yeah, there's still spaces available and yeah, just reach out anybody who's interested in connecting and finding out more. Mm, bless. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.